Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I, I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't. Need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, welcome to Season 10, Episode 28, uh, which is Episode number 346 all-time of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're the often-imitated, never-duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockin'thatidlife.com and centerizedbrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Wednesday, March 23rd, and we are broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook to interact with the show. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You'll find us. Uh, I'm Kurt Price, and my co-host for tonight's uh, big show are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. And on uh, tonight's big show, we'll discuss the trade deadline and the Blues acquisition of Nick Letty, the 5-2 win versus Washington on Tuesday night. Uh, <clears throat> Tori Krug's apparent injury uh, in that game. And we'll look at Kuso uh, and Bennington lately and we'll talk Blues goaltending moving forward. And we'll also take a look at the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs' new Justin Bieber-designed jerseys and give our takes on those. We do have some news to report. Uh, so, Bill, uh, we mentioned last week he was traded to TSN. Uh, we, unfortunately, uh, did not receive the paperwork uh, when we originally acquired him uh, from uh, some other podcast. Yeah, what yeah was Sportsnet. Was, and was, so he actually was not allowed to be traded. So was, he is uh, staying hey Bill, put. Was TSN on your no trade list or was it one of the no teams? Mm-hmm. Yet. Um, no, it, any anywhere in Canada was see, on my trade list. See, if you had three no's to go mm. to not go to, what would they be? Um, <clears throat> oh, jeez, this could get really <laughs> ugly. Really this is, fast. This is, you got three, go, yeah. go, Bill, and then we'll go, Jeff, um, and then we'll go, me. How's that? Oh, god, yeah. Um, I, w- I would say the Blues fan report. Um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's go wings. <laughs> let's go wings. Okay, that's a good one. Um, and uh, um, okay, you got two. 
<laughs> I got, I got, I have a limited no trade clause. Right. Yeah, very limited. What's yours, Jeff? You have three? Uh, well, um, I'll have to go with Teal Town because I hate those guys. Oh, um, Teal Town. Yeah. Those yeah, they're the worst. The worst. Uh, so no Teal Town for me. Uh, no two guys, one cup because they'd have to change their name. Um, and I uh, don't want to go on Blues Hockey Podcast because I don't know enough about wrestling. It's a good one. So those are my three. Uh, I would not. I would not go on the chirp because I'm not a Let's Go Brandon guy. Um, <laughs> I would. I would not go on um, the drop because they're not doing shows anymore. And uh, I would not go on. Uh, oh God, I don't know. I'll, I'll get two. I'll, I'm not going to get in too much trouble. <laughs> Same as me. Same as me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That and you and Paul just don't get along. Well, That's you true. know, I'm I'm very difficult. You are. Um, I yeah, agree, actually. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the sick the sickness. We were all down with the sickness uh, at mm-hmm. one point or another oh, in the past man. few weeks. So you guys, how mm. you guys feeling now? My boy is sick again. <laughs> he uh, so he was Jeff's the one that passed it back to him. Yeah, it's going to be coming back around, apparently. Yeah, he was the one that gave it to my wife and I uh, two weeks ago. And now he's, this is more of a cold, but he's also got it with a fever, a bad gonna, cough, chills. I was going to say. Uh, not fun. I was going to say, I heard recently, I think Amy told me this. I think it was Amy. I'm not sure. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was. She said that it, she heard there's like 80 different cold viruses oh, worldwide. I thought you were going to say that Amy told you that, that Shay was sick. And I'm no. like, how does she know my son's sick? <laughs> I, she's, she's in the know. She lives over oh, on, on the west okay, side. Okay, I see her. She's yeah. she's peering through the bushes yeah. there. I see yeah. her. She makes okay. her rounds. Yep. Um, but mm. but it, it, once you get one, uh, then you can't get it again. That specific strain. But they're all floating around out there. Mm-hmm. And if you get sick like forty or eighty times, or if you get sick twice a year for forty years, if you get sick, uh, and you get each one of these strains, uh, you should never get sick again. That's what I was told. So go around lick, licking I, doorknobs I, is what you're saying. Yeah, you, Bill, you're, Bill you're, you're nodding like you've heard this before. I, 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 it's it's uh, I, I'd say it's fuzzy math. I, I, I think there's <laughs> there's a lot more and there's there's a lot more mutation as we've learned yeah. uh, over well, the last two years with uh, with what five different strains of coronavirus that I think I think she's and, I think she's uh, like the rhinovirus the uh, the common cold you know. yeah yeah that's I think that's and, what she's talking that, about yeah and, and that that very well may be and 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 um, if that, if that's the case you know if once you would think that once you you know been sick early on in your life for say twenty years. And then you've had it been sick a number of times. You think your odds of getting sick would lessen as you get old because you've had more of the strains, right? So there's less to, to get you. That's that's the, that's the issue I have with it. That if that were true, then the older folks would be getting sick less. But I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know how I don't know how biology works. Where's Winning Unlimited? He seems like he would know this. Right. And I, I'm going to say he's, what our he's new a science and numbers justice. guy. I'm going to say what our new Supreme Court justice today had to say. Uh, I'm not a biologist. I can't answer that. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Being asked like <laughs> off the wall questions. You know, what's your religion? Yeah. What, what the what? <laughs> First right. off, you shouldn't ask that question. It's right. A, there is no religious test under the Constitution, yeah. Senator. Yeah, it's like, that was that was my favorite <laughs> answer. 
yeah. Okay. But we don't yeah, talk before we go the off the rails. Yeah. yeah. Before we go off the rails. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I am. I, I think I'm back to finally like ninety percent. Um, I uh, I got the Nashville crud, so it was a particularly bad strain. Um, that I'm pretty Listen sure country music. Up. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I picked it up uh, amongst the tens of thousands of revelers uh post blues game um on on this trip uh, a week and a half ago um and yeah i got knocked out twice so um was out for a couple days started feeling better um then worked 13 hours one day which was the dumbest thing you could possibly do and two days later i'm back down with the sickness and uh yeah went to went to urgent care and uh they said what they told me is that there are so many viruses going around right now because everything was dormant for two years and they all went in on the action because is that how viruses do. work <laughs> yeah. yeah they haven't they had s- action in a while so they, they they're all at the like, all tables right now who's gonna win yeah <laughs> everything is everything is out there and it's it's not good but that doesn't sound I, like uh, it's scientific to me but okay yeah <laughs> uh, i so i how does a I virus know if it's been infecting people you kurt's know, otherwise kurt bill's not a biologist come on i'm not a biologist okay <laughs> right i'm but I, I was tested for flu negative test for covid negative so some other virus because everything they said whatever i had was not bacterial and it just had to run its course so i basically yeah. slept all weekend again the lord works in mysterious ways bill just just, just use that for everything <laughs> there you go the yeah. good lord willing i'll get better i i i, I was uh i thought mine was mostly allergies um i, I never had a fever i never, i mean it was it was just a throat sore throat for a while and then just a congestion bad um sneezing and just just a bad nose issues uh and i slept a lot yeah no i, I had... say my son is my son's usually not one to take naps he literally slept all day yesterday like he was in bed until midnight or I'm, I'm sorry noon got up uh literally just was out of it for like an hour went back to sleep from like one until like 5 30 and it was just like that never happens. Thought, so yeah, I just you knocked what, him on his ass. Sleeping when you're when you're sick is like the best. Like a good sleep when you're mm-hmm. sick. Oh yeah. And and, oh, and, yeah. and that, that moment when you wake up and you're like you you have to assess like okay, am I am I better? I slept for six hours. Am I I think I feel better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I am twenty five percent better. I can feel it's noticeable. <laughs> and so like, okay, good. It's on the way out. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was a lot of that, but yeah, I had I had the worst chills I've ever had in my life. Um, like I've never been so cold. I, that... I, I could not I could not wear warm enough clothes, and <laughs> yeah, it was like flannel lined jeans and a thick sweater, sitting on the just like curled up on the couch in the basement under a blanket, and I was still shivering. It was pretty bad. Plus, you're a people don't realize that you're a furry, so you actually put on your bear costume. This is two and two, true. two shows in a row. You went furry. I have gone furry two shows in a row. <laughs> Are you trying what to establish about something me? about yourself? I don't know. I'm, I'm slowly getting it out there. By in a year from now, I'm going to be wearing a furry outfit every yeah. single episode. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid to ask you to turn around. I'll see a tail. 
you don't want to look. I don't want. You don't want to know what's back there. I don't, I don't want to know where it's where it's connected either. Uh, <laughs> uh, the all right. The official beer is episode number three hundred forty-six. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. I'm C Price Twelve. Jeff is J Ponder ninety-four, and Bill is Billy Blue Note thirty-three. Uh, Jeff, uh, what is your beverage tonight, sir? Uh, well, before we get to mine, I want to mention Matt Harris says in the chat, beer of the show is Crown Vanilla and Cherry Pepsi. Just trust me on it. That it's, sounds interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. I Right, Cherry Rum and Vanilla. Might give, yeah. that a, Rum and might give that a try this weekend. Rum and Cokes are good, so that's, uh, yeah, I can see that. I'd um, say that being good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh by the way, uh, since we're on the alcohol, uh, I, I tried, I thought, I thought, you know, I, I had a sh- uh, this past weekend. I oh, you know what? Uh, I took a shot of uh, Screwball, the peanut butter whiskey, which is delicious. And I thought, you know what? I'll put some M and M's in the bottom of the shot glass. That sounds like it'd be pretty good. M and M, chocolate, peanut butter, and I took. You can't taste the M and M's whatsoever. It's all whiskey. <laughs> the, did you? Did you the let them? Just look, were, were a hindrance in getting the shot down. Did, it was just. It was. Did bad. you like? Did you like let them stew in there for a little while before you took the shot? I don't think that would have. I mean, the candy coating may have dissolved, but I don't think the chocolate would have done much. It was. Mm. It was. It, the yeah. I was afraid they would stick to the bottom too, so I wanted to get it down pretty quick. But it was. Yeah. It was. A, it was a. It was a. Yeah. I felt like I was in a choke on them, so mm. it was not not a good thing. Maybe like a chaser kind of thing with the M and M's would be better. But anyhow, anyway, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Matt Harris also adds, uh, "Screwball is wonderful." I love it. It is. So he's with it you. Is, it is delicious. I've not, only I, had I the whiskey. off-brand. I, I had I had the screwball once, but I was already very drunk, so I don't want to judge it. But <laughs> I, yeah, I I've had an off-brand of it, and it wasn't very good. Yeah, I don't do whiskey. I don't. I don't. I just, whiskey shots. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, and I'll oh, like force it house. down. Okay, but 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 the peanut but the peanut butter whiskey. Oh, I'll do that all day long. That's good. All right. So my speaking beer. of whiskey. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of whiskey, if uh, for you know those that missed me uh, tweeting about it um, in Nashville, the hmm. big thing for me, I did uh, I did a double of Pappy Twelve Year. Um, so I'm, yeah, my my Pappy Cherry is gone. So you it was it was very <laughs> good. All right. So my beer is the uh, Leinen Kugel Summer Shandy. So that is out in stores, folks. Uh, one of my favorite summer drinks, just a good beer to sit on a warm day and sit on your deck and enjoy the nice weather. So and you, you're uh, drinking it on a, on a on a chilly day. It's rainy and windy. Drink, yeah. yeah I, when I first saw it, it in the store, I saw it in the store last week, and I thought it was one of those days where it was still like like 40 degrees, and I'm like, it's probably too early for me to buy this, but I'm going to go ahead and buy it. And yeah, one of the nice days over the weekend, I, I had one and I was like, okay, it's still good. It's just, you got to pick and choose when you're in March. I'm trying to remember which, uh, which, which summer Shandy is my favorite. Line and Kugel is up there. It was my favorite for a while, but then I had one last year. Oh, what was it? Was it 312? I think it was 312's uh, summer Shandy. Lemon Shandy. It's delicious. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go, Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, perfect. Like it looked like looked and felt like Russian winter out there today after it, yeah. the warm weather that we had over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had to go with something um, more of the winter beer variety. So I did 
course, he turned it the wrong way. Didn't <laughs> practice always, this before this we always do it. It's always backwards. <laughs> yeah. So, Main and Mill uh, Imperial Breakfast Stout American Oak Aged. Um, <clears throat> very good. Um, it's vanilla and, or uh, rather, um, maple syrup and cinnamon are the primary flavors. A little bit of coffee, a little bit of chocolate. Very good. Hmm. Very good breakfast stout offering. Um, yeah, you're a breakfast out guy. Yep. Um, my, uh, mine's not an alcohol beverage. It is a, uh, sparkling water. No, no, no. I went, I went up to get a beer and I saw this in the fridge. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get the sparkling water. out. I just bought this stuff that you ever try this stuff is limitless. You guys drink sparkling water at all? Hell yeah. The limitless. Yeah. I bought this at Sam's, uh, the mango sunset. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's okay. I'm trying to um, acquire the taste for sparkling waters because, uh, you know, I, I used to hate them. But I, you know, they're, and I, sometimes you want something different than water, but you don't want soda. So that's, I'm going to try and acquire a taste yeah. for these things. Sometimes yep, you feel no, like a sparkle. That's... Sometimes you don't. Right. And it's Very in the glass. True. I do have it in the uh, center oh, yeah. glass. Mine's, so, uh, mine's rubbing off a little bit. Um, do you, do you put yours in the dishwasher? Your, I do. your beer glasses? I do, but I yeah, say for special occasions. I don't use it all the time. No, I, I mean, I only use it for the show and maybe if I have friends over, but yeah, my, I guess I've had mine maybe a little longer. I need to maybe reach out to Steve and see if we can get some. I got mine at Christmas, I think. So. Yeah, I've had mine over a year. So. Anyway, uh, so in the uh, Facebook chat, Jesse Hill chimes in and says, the show Jesse. looks better with Bailback. Oh, Well, thank so you, Jesse. Go, BWBB. We, have, we officially have one person who likes you. <laughs> mm, that'll keep me for another three years. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, Matt Harris in the YouTube chat says, um, you'll always remember your first pappy. So. That I will. Uh, that I will. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, March 23rd, 2006. The St. Louis Blues hold a press conference to discuss the sale of the team from the Lori family to the Dave Checkett's group. Uh, what a mess that era was. That <clears throat> handful of years that uh, selling the team every few years, it sucked. Um, both both ownership groups, I'll give them, while they own the team, they tried desperately to win. They did. Yeah. But uh, they were like monkeys fucking a football when they were leaving. Um, it was, especially Lori, you know, set the team back yeah. a number of years with getting rid of Pronger and dumping big contract. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And that's what I sucks. You look back at like, I'm going to my, basketball, my team. basketball team. I'm, I'm going to yep. trade your best player and go back to Arkansas. Yep. I, uh, the thing that, the thing that really (laughs) pissed me off about that is, is we really believed in him. Like he, him and his Mm -hmm. wife were like sitting down on the glass. I remember for a lot of the playoff games and like, they were really, really trying to win. And they were fans that were Mm -hmm. banging on the glass. You know, you'd see them in the broadcasts and it's like, these people are awesome. Like these are the types of people we want to own our team. And then, yeah, like you said, Kurt. Like one one thing happens, all of a sudden it's okay. We're done. Let's sell off assets and try to sell this team. And it just it became such a shit show. And it was 
like you almost forgot how good it felt to have stable ownership mm-hmm. for the time that that they felt that way. And thankfully now we've got solid, stable, smart ownership uh, for the first local. time in local. local yeah, ownership. local's big for the first time in like, for, I mean. I mean, Shanahan seemed like a good local, you know, group, but there were problems with that. Um, right. This I mean, we've got, we probably got the best ownership group we ever had. Yeah, the I Solomon's agree. were the Solomon's were great to the players, but they didn't manage the team well. Um, they got into trouble and into debt. So it was just, I mean, every ownership group I'm sure has their 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 uh, pluses and minuses, but I think this one is a lot more pros. Uh, than cons to uh, Stillman's group. So Yeah, I'm sure that in 30 years, we'll hear something about what was going on during the Stillman era. You know, there's going to be something negative, I'm Maybe. sure. And if he but sells in 20 it's years? Not going to be, it's not going to be anything like we've heard, in my opinion, I think, right. from the right. past owners that we've seen. Right. Purina just trying to make a buck off the team, willing to sell him off to Saskatoon. Uh, Harry Ornass not being able to pay for the players to travel. Um, right. You know, the, the Shanahan and the stock options yeah. scandal, the backdating scandal. Well, with the Shanahan, Shanahan era was the uh, part of the, the Pat Quinn, uh, Stephen Shanahan stuff, stuff too. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. That was them. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I have mixed emotions with Purina. Uh, On one hand, they stepped in and saved the team. On the other hand, when they wanted out, they wanted out. And they just washed their hands of the club and and locked the doors. Sent no one to the draft. Um, That sucked. And they whittled whittled the entire staff of the arena down to, I think it was like three employees. Um, Yeah, I... I, I was looking through uh, past Blues drafts um, the other day, and and you see st- you still see that what year was that eighty three? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You still see like where it says nineteen eighty three, no draft picks, and it's just like oh my god, it still stands out like a sore, sore thumb. In thankfully, we, thankfully we traded away uh, our first round pick. Might have traded away our yeah. second round pick too. I don't know, but I know we traded our first round away like way before, so. We didn't. At least we didn't lose a first-round pick, but still. Uh, March twenty-third, two thousand and three. Reed Lowe received uh, two games for instigating a fight after Trianic was hit in the head. Jeff Finley got four games for grabbing Hatcher while he was in the penalty box after Hatcher was punching on Demetra. Tyson Nash fought Steve Ott and Barrett Jackman fought Brendan Morrow. This game, if you were a Blues fan uh, alive uh, during this era. You remember this game. This one stands out like a sore thumb. Uh, uh, the, the Jeff Finley, for one, grabbing Hatcher, because Hatcher was hated. This game, this game was in like the, the late stages of the Blues-Stars uh, heated rivalry. And mm. it this, uh, you know, gr- and Hatcher was hated. I hated Hatcher. Oh, he was um, one and, of my least favorites. And, and Finley was a guy that, that was always a, a whipping boy for Blues fans. To, you know, he's like the... What is he? The Scandella? Nah, he's probably not not that bad, but uh, he was he was run through I, the ringer. I think he might you be so? at Scandella he, level. You yes. think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He he was he was constantly the whipping boy for fans, but then when he reached out of the penalty box and grabbed Hatcher off of Demetra, uh, that was I was I was like yes yes. I remember God there, there was a, life. 
there was a camera angle that was down like by where the goal is and you literally just see like hatcher going after demetra and you just see this body pop out of the box and just grab hatcher and i just remember that camera angle because i remember watching it just thinking that looks like something out of a cartoon (laughs) like it doesn't even look real yeah (laughs) you don't see stuff like that anymore no it's like kerber said i think it was uh on twitter this morning um uh, with Tampa and uh, was it Ottawa? Uh, they they the bench is cleared, uh, and they were and, and yeah, uh, 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 somebody went after somebody, and the bench is cleared in between periods <clears throat> at the end of a period. And Kerber commented on that and said, "We need more of this. No dirty stuff, but we need more intense uh, hatred <laughs> between between teams." And I agree with him to a cer- to a certain extent. I. I I think uh, I think hockey is missing that uh, that nastiness. That uh, not now. Like I said, I agree with Kerber. No, not pushing for dirty stuff, but uh, you know, none of the none of the uh, McSorley and Brashear stuff. But uh, just just the the animosity, um, the pushing, shoving, the you know, the benches clear because someone's uh, doing something and the uh, people are barking at each other. That, that kind of that's, that's fun. Oh wow. YouTube chat is going bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to yep. you need to boot that that bot. Holy cow! Um, um, yeah. Ports. So, uh, no. While you're saying that, I'll add um, that um, Ken Ken Morris. I'm actually going to correct you here. Uh, he says history will recall one of the highlights of the Steelman era was the outstanding podcast by three gents on Let's Go Blues Radio. First of all, you don't need to kiss our asses, Ken. Uh, we love you no matter what. Second of all, we actually, this show started in the previous era. We started in the Check It's era. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're 10 years. Yeah, which is crazy. It's it's crazy to think we have transcended. We have been part of the Blues longer than the Stillman group. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a minority owner, so that's that's kind of crap. That's not really true. But you know what I mean. Uh, longest running blues podcast by far. First, yeah, we uh, Beyond Checkerdome was neck and neck with us for a long time, but now they're they're no yeah longer, they no more. yeah they 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 started like a, what a couple years after we did started, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but they've stopped. They were good shows. It's a shame. I enjoyed yeah. them. It was a laid back show. Yeah. Okay, I think I got I think and Matt Harris said who let the who let the Blackhawks fan in. Nice, chat. yeah, yeah. It was Bobby that's, Hall. Uh, that's that is a bad bot. <laughs> Bobby Hall. Yeah, for those oh. of you listening who have no idea what's going on in the podcast, sometimes in the YouTube chat, just live shows, even even just people who post videos, there are bots that'll just come in and leave ridiculous comments. And yeah, there was we just had one that I don't even want to say what its name was because good lord. <laughs> um. Yeah, winning winning unlimited has arrived in the chat, and we had a question from earlier. It was about uh, 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 the uh, cold, the common cold, and yes. how many and how many strains of common cold are out there, and uh, <laughs> if you catch one, can you ever catch that strain again? I guess it's the rhinovirus, right? Um, and can can you catch them all, and then never get the common cold again? That's what we were talking about earlier. So, if you have insight on that. Anyway, he's he's a bi- he's closest thing to a biologist we have. Sure, so. right, close enough. Yeah. Um, 
March 23rd, 2013, Yaro Halak uh, got his 16th shutout for the St. Louis Blues, tying Glenn Hall for the most shutouts in Blues history. And then exactly one year later, on March 23rd, 2014, Brian Elliott got his 16th shutout for the St. Louis Blues, tying Glenn Hall for second most shutouts in Blues history. That's crazy. Yet he was not the starter. The Blues right. went out and got Ryan Miller. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, you know what's happening on March 23rd, 2022, through two periods in Colorado? What? Vancouver is shutting out Colorado and Yarrow Halak is on Yarrow Halak. Is it is it what's the score? I last I saw it was nothing nothing. It's yeah, it's nothing nothing through two periods. Yep. Okay. So. Vancouver. <clears throat> Uh, March 23rd, 2019, the St. Louis Blues defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3. to Blues scored three goals in 75 seconds. Alex Steen was the, became the 10th Blues player with 100 goals on home ice, and Jordan Bennington became the fastest Blues goalie to 20 wins in 25 uh, decisions. This game was... Um, I, I watched this game from... Uh, 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 Ballpark Village at, uh, mm. was it Fox Sports Live, I guess, at the time or something? Fox Fox Sports Midwest yeah. Live. And uh, the place went bananas. That, that was a that was a good, good game. I was in attendance for this game. Uh, actually went, it was the one game we used to do this. We don't do it anymore because prices have gotten ridiculous. But this is the last year that we had our, our hockey team actually used to get like a big group and we would all go. And so, like, we were all rowdy. We all went to center ice before, and so we're all just already just blitzed. So then they score those three goals in 75 seconds. I mean, it's literally, like, looking around like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, is this really happening? Yep. <laughs> yep, because this was, uh, this was, and the Blues were hot, right, at this time. Yeah. And they're playing a very good Lightning team. Um, and this was, like, a huge test, right? And they... Right. uh that was a great game. Right, because we had that, that close game in February where we won, what, one nothing in overtime. Right? Yes, Shen, right. Shen scored the overtime winner. Right. And, you know, Tampa Bay was, you know, prohibitive cuff favorites. And, you know, as they have been ever since. And, yeah, it was it was a statement game. It was like, this, this really isn't a fluke. And, yep. Yeah. That was a good run. That was. It was fun. Fun run. Yeah, that, that ended well. <laughs> uh, Winning Unlimited says, uh, I can ask biologists tomorrow about the common cold question. Awesome. Great. I'd love to get some uh, some uh, scientific feedback on that. That'd be great. And I can pass along, and I can either say, uh, hey, Amy, you were spot on, or, uh, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, if if she's wrong, I have her address. I'm coming to her house, and and I'm going to tell her to her face. And I'm going to put my finger in her chest, and I'm going to say, you never told Loy again. (laughs) I'll do it. She'll be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we're going to, after the break, we're going to discuss the uh, trade deadline stuff uh nick letty acquired by the blues and we'll get into the uh blues uh also get into the blues win against the washington capitals last night after this word for my d life 
You don't live your life like the guy you see at the gym powerlifting seven days a week. You also don't live it like the cycling class instructor or the vegan who gets her steps every day. So why go to the vitamin store and try the same stuff they're using and hope it meets your needs? Newsflash, it doesn't. RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you better understand how you respond to food and exercise. Their supplements are developed to make sure you're using quality products you can trust to achieve the results that are meaningful to you. Is your goal to improve overall energy, achieve deeper sleep, lose or gain weight? The answer to all of those options? Rockin' That ID Life can help. Our friend Dustin at RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you do life better and achieve your goals, not someone else's. Get started today by visiting RockinThatIDLife.com or emailing Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive 10% off your order. That's RockinThatIDLife.com life.com and start your betterment journey today okay so we got some youtube action about that that common cold question so uh amy's in there and she clarifies i got my numbers mixed up over 160 strains of common cold so 80 years of two colds per year uh should then uh mean that you'll never get sick again (laughs) i think the question the question boils down to if you catch one strain of common cold, are you then immune to that particular strain for the rest of your life? I think that's what it boils down to. And then if you catch all of them, then you can't get them anymore. I think that's what that she's basically saying. And I think it comes down to how good is your immune system? I guess. Yeah. Right. Because if it, you have no immunity right, and, and you catch it, you're screwed. I guess, but if you're, but if you are, you but if, that's true because if your immunity, if your immune system can't learn that strain, you're not going to be immune to it, right? Yeah. Anyway, right. I, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> she goes, but anyway, LGB. Uh, after a uh, shootout loss to uh, Pittsburgh on the 17th and a five to four loss to Columbus on the 19th, we headed into Monday's trade deadline. Uh, the deadline was at 2 p.m. on Central on Monday, and 33 trades were made. 54 players were moved. Um, I'm trying to like not read the YouTube chat because it's. I'm curious of the answer, but let's, I'm trying to talk about the trade deadline. <laughs> um, the Blues' uh, only move became in the final hour before the 2 p.m. deadline. Uh, Blues acquired defenseman Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for defenseman Jake Wallman, forward Oscar Sundquist, and a second round pick in the 2023 draft, which is supposed to be very deep. Uh, Detroit does retain half of Letty's uh, salary, which is about five and a half million. Um, you know, it's very I, nice of them. I like it. That. It was, yeah, it was, it was. It had to be done to for us to. Don't you just love the Red Wings? Just love them. Oh yeah, the only second round pick for it. <laughs> well, I, you know, okay. So the response to this trade was, I mean, they were, I think they were being nice on the radio today at the sports talk. They were saying, you know, there was, there was some negative comments. I was like, it was like all negative. All everyone. Had it was it. almost everyone was like, uh, especially right away. Right. Um, me the, included. The, the best is if, if you jump on Instagram and look at the blues account when they made the graphic for the trade. Yeah. Look, every, every comment, like the first, like 15 comments are no, no, you're stupid. Fuck this. No. And it was just like, wow. <clears throat> yeah. It, 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 it got, we've acquired Osgood 
<laughs> level stuff, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, so, and me included, I was not uh, particularly happy of the, and I don't know, Jeff, you weren't either. And I think Bill, you said you weren't happy with the, I think the the second round oh. pick kind of threw you for, that was what pissed you off, right? Right. Bill? Yeah. Right. I was not, I was not blown away. I, I liked the fact that they brought in a Letty, you know, the probably the best defenseman left on the board at that point. Um, but yeah, no, that the, the having to pay the pick to, you know, for them to cover the salary, that was, and, was and, and I get that. I get that. And like, I look at the, and cause I'm with you, Bill, that's still the one hang up I have is, is having to give up yet another draft pick in a trade like this. Um, and I get that you have to, but it, it, it makes me question, was there a bidding war in here? You know, was there another team that was involved could you not have possibly gotten that salary retained with a fourth round pick? You know, like, was there a possible, and, and listen, I'm not, there's no insider knowledge on this show. We'll never know from Doug Armstrong. He's very tight lipped, but I'm just saying like second round pick. That seems really high when you're giving up the guys you gave up as well. It, it just, it, it still, it irks me a little bit. Cause it's like, Mm, eventually you have to stop giving up all your, your high picks. And this was another one where it's another high pick going away. And, and, and these high picks that are going away are tend to be to get rid of salary. You know what I mean? And I think, I think uh, when Sunquist was signed, we all love Sunquist when he's healthy. Right. But Mm -hmm. uh, when we did sign him, I, we were saying that's a lot for, yeah. my player you know so uh and i but, but uh, and, and the term was kind of long for a fourth line player so but you know we liked him he was good at what he did but uh but you know it was just kind of hard to swallow and then the fact that and let's and so and then you know after the after i'd sat and looked at this trade for a little while and i'm kind of like uh, analyzing it more and i kind of like okay well and i'm trying to understand the reasoning why this trade was made. And I, I know, I know why we wanted Letty at the time, like you said, Bill, best defense available at the time with less than an hour to go in the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so Sunquist was not healthy this season. Um, he's often not healthy. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. I, and he was hurt a lot were... and, he, and he wasn't going to be healthy for playoffs that they said that he probably wouldn't be healthy until off season. Right. So there, there were twice over the last week, I had composed a tweet about get the corpse of Oscar Sunkfist off the ice because yeah. he has been so ineffective. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to be that negative. So I didn't put it out there, but he, his game, like he needs, he needs a year off and let his body recover his, the way he, he doesn't have a natural skating stride. It's always been a little bit awkward. And I think that's taken a toll on it. And then, you know, having gone through the 2019 playoffs and blocking the shots and, you know, and, and trying to be that kind of player since then has just taken a toll on his body. And then I don't think he's ever properly recovered from the surgery. Um, oh, hopefully we don't hips? get another. Yeah. Right. Well, and hopefully we don't and get add- more rap about you know the blues doctors screwing up more surgeries and dumping it on detroit but i don't know it, it's <laughs> yeah it i 
he get getting him off of the roster was something I thought had to be a priority. And, and so and 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 him gone. Right. I'll, right. I'll add, it, you're talking about him being, being him injured. Himself. When, when he, I, I, I'll say, I think you talk about the, his way that he plays uh, factoring into him being injured so much. I think the way the seasons have been structured the last couple of years have been part of that too, because of COVID they took that break and then it's, it's been shorter off seasons. So like you don't have the amount of time you usually get, you know, and plus like the blues cup run 2019 as well. That's a shorter off season for him. So I feel like with the shorter off seasons, the less amount of times, plus, you know, like last year, it felt like, especially at the end of the season, it was every other night they were having back to backs, you know, and it was just, it takes a toll on you and a player like him, a guy who's blocking shots, a guy who's physical uh, on the four check. Um, it, it's just, it's going to take a toll on a guy like that. So I think getting him a full off season this summer, which he will get because Detroit's not going to the playoffs. <laughs> it should be interesting to see uh, how he comes out next year in October. And, and, you know, if he can pick his game up from, the Sunquist, we know yeah. he can be. He takes such a beating out there, though. Even yeah, and I, I he's mean, a warrior. I, yeah, no, and I and that, cannot what, deride that. No, I, I, and actually, I mean, that's that's a, the one of the reasons why he's such a fan favorite because he he just busts his ass out there and takes a beating and he just keeps coming. Um, and 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 I get it. I mean, nobody likes to see a player that they enjoy watching play leave, right? Um, but part of me is just like when I roll my eyes when I when I see people like, you know, crying on social media, you know, and just like, no, you know, I love him so much. And it's like, come on, <laughs> this is, this is sports, man. This is the way it goes. I mean, no, I, I hated seeing him go, but I did too. For me, I, I like the guy for me, for me, the thing, and it's funny, Kurt, you, you mentioned the second round pick you, when you first tweeted like, oh yeah, I actually like this deal because <laughs> the blues get the second round pick. Yes. Like, Wait a minute. They're sending the second round yeah. pick. And yeah, and that uh -huh. was what it was for me when I saw that it was Sunquist and Wallman for uh, Witkowski and Letty. At first, I thought, okay, okay. And then I saw the second round pick, and I thought, God damn it, another draft pick. And that was what kind of put it over the edge for me. That at the end of the day, I think Detroit wins this deal. This is the Blues filling a need, and like Bill said, mm -hmm. at the time, this is the best defenseman available. And here's the thing too, right. is that all all of the players that are being acquired, these coveted defensemen, everyone's overpaying. I mean, they're they're mm -hmm. they're, right. they're getting a ton for these players. And if the Blues wanted somebody to step in and right. help this defense, they had to overpay, mm -hmm. and they right. did a little bit. So I think that's what they had to do. And I and and I, I don't. I mean, yeah, nobody wants to overpay, but if you wanted to help this defense. And and Letty will help the defense, just not in the way that people were expecting to get defensive help. A different style player, you had to overpay, right. and, and it's just the way it is. You can't you can't have both. You can't always get the. You're going to help the team, but you give up more. You know, it's just a it's a give and take thing. Right. When we got to that point, of the deadline, I, it actually like I've been, you know, it was my last day of recovery from from the the flu. You know, so yay, I got to watch NHL Network without work interrupting me hmm. because I was still recovering. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I can't wait anymore. I need to take a shower. And of course, that's when the <laughs> trade happened. But as I'm getting in the shower, I'm thinking, 
you know, I'm probably going to come out and it's going to be a third round pick for Michael Delzato. And that's going to be the end of it. <laughs> and so, or Dylan. I was. Hit Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I I actually would have been happier with like with that, and even if it was the second round pick for well, depending for who Dylan, you give up, but, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. But yeah, when I you know I was at that point, I was like, yeah, Delzato, he's a known come unknown commodity. You know, he's not going to do a whole lot, maybe play a couple games. But he's, I was I was I was just I was convinced we weren't going to do anything. So when I got out, and I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I yeah. I actually I like Letty. Um, I. And I'll say I, as you know, I had an affinity, always had an affinity for Jake Wallman, Providence College guy, um, great, you know, such a strong skater. And mm-hmm. if he could learn to hit the net with that shot, man, mm-hmm. it's and that's what I'm hoping that he gets the opportunity now in Detroit. Um, and that was the other thing from watching the the game last night and hearing Armstrong tell you know tell the story about having to pull Kyrou aside because he and he and Wallman were best buds and I'm telling him, you know, trying to break it down to him in, in terms to, to help Cairo, you know, cope with losing a good friend for the first time. And he said, you know, put it out there. He's got an opportunity now that he did not have with us and he is going yeah. to play in their top four. So this oh, is yeah. great for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved I loved that they brought up I love when they bring Army on after the trade deadline and he, you get that you get so much and you know starting to hear like the human side stories coming out of Army that making me like him a little bit more. I um I I, I everybody was expecting the Blues to hopefully this is what the, you know we said this you know, to get that big stay at home guy to clear the front, to make people pay to go to the net uh, because we had transition guys already. Right. So that, Mm -hmm. that was the style the defense was playing. And so we thought, okay, well, and it made sense, you know, to, to want to fill a hole where we could punish guys in front and uh, uh, take away some of those high danger scoring chances. And, but, you know, and that didn't happen. We didn't get that guy. Eladi's not that guy. Um, he's actually a poor guy at that, but, uh, right. what, what he excels at is puck. I mean, he's top five in the league. Uh, if you dig deep into advanced stats, as far as puck retrieval and dump ins and then transitioning out and up and out of the zone, mm-hmm. he's top five in the league. So, you know, right. and, and, and there, that, there are a lot of positives to, to bring him on in, board. To step in real quick, Kurt, to, on that point, is that not something that we see the blue struggle with constantly? They, mm-hmm. they get the punk dump, dumped in on them, and then they just try to whip it around the boards. And there's, you know, they, mm-hmm. they like that play where they put it along the boards, forward, one of the wingers takes it and then pokes it out to center, and the center starts gliding in. They love that play, and it's a great play when it works. But there's a lot but of times been, it doesn't work. Right, and and that is, that is a known commodity with the Blues, and other teams have started poaching, and that's why Jordan Cairo has gotten pretty close to uh, – high to defensive zone turnover lead in the league. Yeah. He's he's and, just and been poached because of that play. And that, that as evidence is in the game they last night. It. Right. Yeah. Evidence yeah. in the game last night with Letty that wasn't there. And that was beautiful to watch. Yeah. yeah. And and we and we have and that's the thing I'm wondering if we'll see with Letty is the the confidence for the other players to be able to do that. Because 
Pareko mm-hmm. can do that. Falk can do that. Crew can do that. Like, we just don't see them do it. I think we'll start right. seeing it with Letty, and maybe that'll bleed through the rest of the lineup. Hey, we're good at controlling the puck. We just need to have more confidence to carry it out ourselves. You know, and right. if you've and got to, the puck, the other team doesn't. Right. Yeah. And to go back to, to Kurt's point, everybody wanted the stay-at-home defenseman to clear the front of the net. Who was that guy in this draft or in, in this trade deadline? The closest you can argue, I think, is Mark Giordano, and that's because he just doesn't have the wheels that he used to have. If you watch yeah. the interview that um, Ben Sherratt, the big rugged defenseman that everybody coveted in Florida got, his interview on NHL Network um, or on Sportsnet, whatever they were simulcasting, um, he talked about how he thought the biggest asset to his game was his skating and mo- jumping up on the rush. So I don't think, you know, getting Sherratt was going to be that guy to clear the front of the net. You got a big guy, but you got a guy who prefers to skate the puck out rather than clear the front of the net. Um, I mean, he's got that. He's got the toughness to his game, but there is no guy like that. Maybe Chara, and again, because Mm. he just doesn't have the wheels. I think think Letty will fit in nicely with the defensive system the Blues have, and he'll be more effective than you know, half of our defensemen uh, at transitioning out. So I, I like that. And and our defense is what should be better overall as a whole with Letty in it. And especially if he, if he bumps Scandella as a number seven guy, right? So they, 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 mm-hmm. they went with seven defensemen the other night and Scandella played. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that once they're comfortable and not worried about, you know, well, depends what happened with Krug now. God, fuck if Krug gets... If his, we'll talk right. about his injury in a little bit, but if his injury is serious, uh, then no, oh, the scandal has got a regular spot again. But um, yeah. that sucks. But but, uh, but I'll add, I'll add with that real quick too. I think that's another reason they got Witkowski. I know he's not like oh, an elite yeah. player, but you look at at what was their right-handed depth. They had um, it, it just it, it was Pareko, Falk, um, well, Bortuzzo, <laughs> and then Santini. And and I think Witkowski fits in right before Santini. So they do uh, still they, – they got another depth guy that I think they could throw in if they need to. And he is a physical player. Yeah, he is. But I don't – I don't – if it came down to using him or or mismatching righty-lefty, I'd go mismatch right. righty-lefty. I wouldn't worry about the righty-lefty No, I agree. Thing. Yeah. But it's there if you need it. Sure. Right. But and, what, what the Grindline podcast, uh, they were asked – uh, what they thought of Witkowski and their their very brief uh, critique of him was that he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's yeah. that. Right. Some high the one highlight there. Right. Well, I mean, right. the one highlight that that you know that they showed during the trade deadline coverage was a fight. Right. I think it was yeah. against yep. Minnesota. You know? Yeah. Yep. And He's a fighter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, the, the thing, you know, the what what I was hoping, you know, by playoffs, you know, you, you said you hope that he bumps Scandell to the number seven. I was hoping that that would happen by playoffs and that they would put Mikula in the press box and let him watch and say, watch what this guy does, not what you've been doing. Watch what Letty does if if they mm-hmm. got to that point. And that, that's the damper's been put on that because – of the unfortunate uh, injury, hopefully not not too terrible to crew, but yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, get we'll get to that. I I want to uh, just kind of speak to what Kurt said when when he first opened this this conversation. 
what people were expecting. Um, again, you have to look at what was on the board. Uh, the Blues were ex- – it, it, fans were expecting this clear-out defenseman, and it's just – it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Again, we said last week, Kurt and I both said we, we'd love to see a, a Mayfield type, but clearly that wasn't there. So the Blues had to do something, and they did – they didn't address the need that a lot of people thought they needed to address. But what they did was they went and got a guy that does help with another need this team has, and that's getting the puck out of the zone. So right. it wasn't just right. a, oh, well, we need this big, tough defenseman. He's not there, so we're just going to sit on our hands. They said, you know what? We also struggle with getting the puck out of our zone on the tra- transition sometime. Who's the best guy available for that? Oh, Nick Letty. He's he's one of the best at it. Let's let's go get that guy. And so I think they right. you don't, they still did right. find you, a need and they they filled that role. You don't have to clear the puck out if the puck's not there, or clear the front of the net if the puck's not it, there. It'll be interesting right. when to see how if the Blues struggle with uh, teams setting up in the zone. Uh, say say they make the playoffs and say they get past Minnesota, who they are likely to play uh probably maybe but and then they play colorado in the second round so you see against colorado um that's where i was thinking uh it, 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 the my my need for in front of the net was going to come into play uh you know to to more so than you know against minnesota necessarily i think against colorado their high-powered offense um that's where I was. I was thinking that was going to help uh, in that matchup, but we'll see. Like it's like we like we just said that the if we can transition out of the zone uh, a few more times than we would before, then that's you know less opportunities the other team has to even set up uh, to have that need then to have a defenseman clear the front. So, uh, well, a lot of people did like Wallman. I liked Wallman. Um, I know uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it. He was a, a fun guy to watch. Uh, pinched in the zone a lot. Uh, was good, a great skater, um, real good with the puck. Um, didn't put up quite as much points as as you might have hoped, but he's still pretty young. He's only played in like what fifty some odd games he's, in the NHL. He's only twenty six. Yeah, and he only thirty three games played this year, uh, and he wasn't the third pair when he played. So that that is um, one of the things I was thinking of when I analyzed this trade in more depth. That you know. So we got rid of Sunquist, who was hurt, wasn't wasn't near as effective as he was when he was healthy, and wasn't going to be healthy this year. Wallman, a guy who wasn't playing but half the time, um, and um, has only played one playoff game in his in his career. Um, so those are the two players we gave up. So I'm you know trying to rationalize and understand the trade um, from Armstrong's point of view. Uh, and then looking at the return we get from Letty, and people focused on his his minus thirty three in Detroit, uh, and just assumed he sucked, and it was just it's uh, it's absurd. Um, to use plus minus to analyze anybody uh, that way is just I don't know. People are just looking at box scores. They don't they they're not watching Detroit play. <laughs> no no nobody outside I, Detroit's I, watching I, Detroit play. I love my father in law. Don't get me wrong, and he is he is becoming a hockey fan because of me. He's always been a big baseball guy, but that was the first thing he texted me. He said, "I'm a little concerned about that minus 33," and I'm just like, "Oh, not you, Mike! Come on, no." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. If but if you watched the the last two Eastern Conference Finals. 
right? That Letty was a solid contributor to that really deep uh, Isles defense. And, you know, I, I was shocked this summer when I saw that he signed in Detroit, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it was a, a place where he was guaranteed to play a lot. So that, you know, he, the fact that we got big him, money, you know, it, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that it, we only have him, you know, it was, it was only a one year contract, right? We, we're, only, yeah. we're not on the hook anything after nope. this year. So, nope. Le- Letty did say that the uh, that the Blues' defensive style, the system they play uh, for defense, is uh, very similar, a lot more like the system they played in for the Islanders than in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Letty played well with the, with the Islanders. So that you know, I mean, th- these are these are all things, all positives. You, you can put positive spins on this trade. You can put negative spins on it too. I mean, there's some negatives that I mean, that are certainly viable, but I think the, the positives are not pretty. They're not no. for Letty this season. This season, but yeah, but there's so much. Right. I mean, it's so hard. And he has been trending down too. It's but so, it's so hard. As you do, to, as you age. Yeah. As you do, as you age, and on a bad team, I think it's so hard to analyze, even with advanced stats, uh, a defenseman on a bad team with <laughs> goaltending that's 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 weak. I I just you know what I mean. It's just so hard. I it's it but. Um, so I, again, time will tell with this trade. I, that's why I wasn't, um, initially I didn't like the trade. I tweeted out about it. Um, but then I kind of circled back a little bit and, and, uh, collected myself and, uh, was a little more rational, I guess, um, with it. So, uh, and I think I said that, you know, time will tell with this, as far as how it worked out, how well it worked out for us. Um, right. Yep. And, and if the blues go out and let's just say they win the cup this year, they won the trade, right? Who cares? Oh, right. sure, sure, right. right. And 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 at the end of the day, too, like something that that I think was they, kind of overlooked by a lot of fans was they we talked about a little bit about uh, Sunquist, how much money he was making. They, let's just say they don't resign Letty; they just freed up over two million cap yeah. space, and that's huge for a team that is playing right to the cap. I think if the Blues take Colorado to seven games in the second round, that's they win the trade. No. I, I, because that's 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 better than most people are expecting them to do uh since Colorado so, is, is the looming team in round two yeah so now seems like a good time to talk about what the other teams in the central did yeah because well, I, before, I will be- tell you oh go ahead jeff i was gonna say before we do that because i think we've done this with every other stanley, stanley cup champion that's left the blues um sorry jake wallman we're not going to mention you here to oscar sunquist Cheers, Sonny. Two, yeah. Cheers. Stanley Cup champion forever, baby. That's right. Forever a part of that 2019 team. That's and right. I'll... He will always be a hero here. Like Kurt said on social media, he never has to pay for a beer in St. Louis. Oh, he should never have to pay for a beer. And you know what? Damn, we'll damn go ahead. Great. We'll go ahead. And on that note, as a nice little transition, we'll take our uh, centerized brewery break and we'll talk about the rest of the trades uh, or some other trades in the central um, after this word from centerized brewery. Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right. Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go blues. 
So the uh, just a couple other uh, trades in the central that we'll kind of focus on. Um, Colorado made some moves. Uh, Minnesota made some moves. Uh, quite interesting uh, move in goal. Um, so the Colorado acquired the Avalanche acquired uh, forward Andrew Cagliano from the Sharks in exchange for a fifth round pick in the 2024 draft. Um, so, else? uh, just, just quick note on Cogliano. He's one of those guys of, if for any of you who play men's league, he's one of those guys that you hate to play against because he does not give up on plays. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, uh, Nathan Walker here in a minute, something he did last night that made me fall in love with him all over again, but he just, he will keep going. He will like, if you skate past him and sometimes you see guys taper off and like, Oh, it's time for a line change anyway. He doesn't do that. So he's one of those guys that, that, yes, it's a very minor pickup for Colorado, but he makes their third and fourth line that much more that much more difficult to play against. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, I'll tell you the one thing that, that Andrew Cagliano doesn't do, and that's score on a wide-open goal. In yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> in 2019. Oh, my um, God. When I saw that, I, I, I knew he was out there um, and available, and I thought that was the, you know, the one position the Blues could, could contribute to. And when I saw that he went to Colorado, I'm like – uh, kind of seems kind of seems a little bit redundant but i don't know maybe colorado's just doubling down to make sure that they've got you know they somehow colorado has cap space and can bring in a bunch of people um right. but you know I, don't they still have belmar right don't they still have players like that on well this they, team? they moved jost so, jost was that type right. of player for, he got moved jost for, for a bigger body right yeah right and so I guess and, that maybe he fills that role. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I I was I was you know I, I like I said I thought the Blues needed to make a um, a fourth line center depth move, but you know the one thing every trade deadline show we we get to work this phrase in, and I'm gonna get to working in this time. No. Tyler Bozak is out right now, and when he comes back, it's going to be like making a trade. Making <laughs> a trade. <laughs> and Vladimir Tarasenko and Robert Thomas. So what will that be like when they come back? <laughs> like getting guys back from injured reserve. So, so uh, oh, damn it, Col Bill. Colorado I wanted also to be your hype man again. Colorado also acquired uh, uh, forward from Montreal, Bill uh, Lakenden. Yeah, uh, this so, that, this was actually the trade that that met, that pissed me off. Um, Lakenden was the guy that I want the I, I really see, wanted the Blues to get. And this this is the reason why a lot of people are calling Colorado winners uh, at the trade deadline um, because they picked him up. He'll be a nice addition for them. So and like and like you said, Bill, I was like, God, they have cap space for this shit. Yeah, I know. How, how is that? <laughs> They're just loaded up. Yeah. I mean, just I'm just like the Blues are uh, in a different way. Yeah, but they are loaded, and it's like, how the hell do they have room to do this? <clears throat> and uh, lose and give up two goals in quick succession to ooh, Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah, yeah. Is now up two nothing. Vancouver, Vancouver. Um. Yeah. They. Uh. Well. And there was talks that they might have been in on Flurry. I'm like, how could they make that work? Yeah. They have to dump salary for that, but or have Chicago retain. 
a lot. Yeah, they'd have to retain. Yeah. Well, I think you can only retain up to 50%, so they'd still have to move somebody. Hmm. Uh, Minnesota which, uh, did acquire Flurry uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for a conditional first-round pick in the in this year's draft. So, um, so they got was... more than Vegas did <laughs> for Flurry. That's interesting, and uh, and they got they. I mean, they got a goalie. So, um, the... which what what do they what happens that night? Right, they they go out, they get. Mark Andre Fleury, he shows up. You see him in the gear at practice. Mm-hmm. He's not playing right. that night because he played the night before. Cam Talbot goes out and pitches a shutout. Yeah. I right. mean, and Jesus Christ. Let me just put a quick pause on it for a goal year comment. But it's amazing like how seamless uh Fleury's gear fit into the Minnesota color scheme. Oh, oh yeah. Chicago's primary black. Yeah, yeah. Right. It looks great. Minnesota's primary green. It it looks so good. Um, yeah. Once he gets a new helmet, uh, and maybe they'll put some of those wraps. Did you see? Did you see that with uh, San Jose when they got um, uh, Kakinen from Minnesota? They had his mask wrapped that night in Sharks decals. Wow. Oh, I didn't it was see that. Pretty awesome. Wow, it was, that's awesome. It was pretty sweet. That's quick. Loved it. That shit is so light. Have you ever had that kind of wrap on your helmet before, Bill? Nope. It's it's for it. No, you nope. can't even notice it. You would think there'd be a weight difference, but it's there's not. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Capone in the YouTube chat says, "Well, that center ice ad just made me sad." It's like, well, don't be sad. I mean, you can still buy the beer. You just can't. One, they're coming back. They're coming back. And just two, uh, two, you can get their beer anywhere. Brandy, uh, what area of St. Louis do you live in? I can uh, I can tell you where to go get their beer. Uh, <laughs> she's on the east side. I think. Right. She's, uh, she's, she's on Madison your side. Or, she's on the east side. Yeah, yeah, Madison County or yeah, somewhere okay. somewhere in mine and Kurt's neck of the woods. So okay, well south. Then come it's out, south. It's come out. It's St. Clair. Come out to the Missouri side yeah. and I can tell you where you can get their beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. I might have to start yelling at uh the center ice guys to hey, get your shit in Illinois. What's I know on here. I know. There's Schnooks over here too. Yeah. Or there and there's it. a there's a, a Friar Tux over here too. It's at Deerberg's out here. It's Randall's. at uh, Total Wine. It's at Randall's. It's at yeah. uh, Friar Tuck in, out here Randall's in St. Louis. Fairview. Randall's in Fairview. Is a Friar yeah. Tuck in Edwardsville. There's. I wonder if there's uh, just a Total weird like distribution. Right. No, it's it's state by state. Right. Yeah, it, state by state. It is yeah. very state by state. Like Founders or not Founders, um, Surly. Like you used to not be able to get Surly in Missouri, and you know now I, you can. You can get it pretty much anywhere, both sides of the river. But used to only be able to get it in, Edip- in Edwardsville. And my buddy from Minnesota lived in St. Charles, couldn't get it. So. Brandy says she lives on the Illinois side. Uh, she knows where to get it, but she misses being able to go there. So yeah, I do too. Yeah. That it, man, it sucks that 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 place was open during the pandemic because before the pandemic, I actually one of the last nights that I went out was to Center Ice before the pandemic hit. And we we saw. I remember the Battle Hawks played until six, and then the Blues game started at six thirty. And so we literally watched the Battle Hawks game, then watched the Blues game, hung out at Center Ice all day, and it was a blast. And it was just, man, I want that back. Hopefully, we'll get that back eventually. She says that uh, she's pretty sure she's seen Center Ice beer at Total Wine in Fairview Heights. 
Oh. Well, there so you go. I've, I was just in there the other night and didn't even look. Hmm. Well, hmm. Matt Harris says, mark my words, I will road trip back out to STL when Center Ice reopens. I don't know where they're going to reopen, but it will be somewhere. There's a good chance, I would think, they're going to be looking in West County. But, um, mm. man, if you're listening, Center Ice, County. Co- come out here to South County, baby. Much cheaper, and you've got plenty of beer heads out here. I think they'd want to stay as close to Enterprise as they could. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if they'll do city to, again. to run the shuttle and stuff. I mean, that that, that yeah, I, I mean, they were saying the shuttle was a nice a nice little chunk of business there for the you know they people coming in. Yeah, but, yeah, but like we are talked you better about, better off all going to went? the county and yeah, right. you'd be better off going to one of the counties and and not having to pay the high rent. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> Today was my first day back in the office, which was two blocks from where they were. Mm. Yep. Knowing I can't go there anymore. Well, and it's so close to the soccer stadium. So every I time know. I like even think about soccer, I'm like, God, I had so many thoughts about I'll go pregame at center ice and then literally walk to the soccer stadium. If you can get tickets. That's just not going to happen. There's yeah, a right. big time wait list for tickets. Yep. So we'll see. I was I was planning on going to a few games, but man, it's gonna be tough to get tickets. I'm sure you can get them secondary market, but still. Uh Nashville, um some folks were rating them as losers uh in this uh, trade deadline. It's funny because uh one of the sites was a sports center TSN rated uh the biggest winners and the biggest losers in the draft in the trade deadline. And um I think if you'd ask blues fans uh that were pissed off at the Letty trade. They would say the Blues are losers in this trade, um, but they didn't list the Blues as either. So they had them somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and, and it wasn't even uh, just them. I saw a couple different sites that had winners and losers. You yeah. know, they do that everywhere for trade yeah. deadline. I don't think I saw the Blues anywhere. Yeah, no, they're so, in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Which, I mean. I saw somebody that had them. I think the Athletic had them as losers. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nashville. That's interesting. I don't know why you'd label them as losers. I, I look at them and I say they just made a couple – Depth moves. I well, see. I think I think in that they didn't address what they needed to address. So, right. what do they They're need to address? I don't know. I, I, I glazed <laughs> over it. I glazed over. They it. still have the big. They still have the big question mark over Philip Forsberg and his contract. That was one of the things they did mention. I did read that. Yeah, they that they but I mean, qu- that's. Are you gonna? Are, I think they're they're doing their best to try and resign him. I, well, they said they yeah. that they don't. Well, I, they don't seem to think they will, and they were expecting them to move him. So, like uh, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Jeremy Gover said of uh, Nashville Media, uh, he thinks that they sent that out to Andy Strickland, hoping like he would get that out and they could see what they get for him. But they're really not planning on moving him, and I, I see that being the case. Maybe, I mean, you never know. Uh, and you know, there were uh, the Central had a bunch of trades they were involved in a bunch yeah. of one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen seventeen nineteen nineteen of the 33 involved central division teams are you including the blues too uh no 20 so 20 yeah yeah it's a lot mm-hmm. uh but i think i wanted to talk a little bit about the vegas knights uh trade fiasco we had a request uh earlier today for to discuss this too uh, which i think is 
fascinating and hilarious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cause this is something you don't see. Um, so uh, in any sport, no. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and the NHL has a hard cap too. You cannot go over you. you, you, you right. There's no, there's no like minor penalty, like a fine for going over or whatever it's there. You, you get, you'll forfeit games. If you're over the cap, yeah. you can't play. Right. So, uh, uh, seconds before Monday's, uh, trade deadline the uh, ducks announced the acquisition of of now how do you pronounce his name dadnov because Dadenov. because Evgeny darren Dadenov. darren dreger said that uh he says dadnov but he was told that it's dadanov <laughs> yeah so well let me tomato, uh, tomato, let me, tomato 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 let me tomato. be a douchebag and use my media credentials and i'll be able to tell you <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh they the Ducks had acquired um, Dadanov and a second round pick from the Golden Knights in exchange for defenseman John Moore and Ryan Kessler's contract, which when I heard Kessler's name, I'm like what? Uh, Kessler hasn't played in NHL for a few years and is on LTIR due to a bad hip, and his NHL career is basically over. So uh, I think his last time he played was 19. So this was a salary dump made to circumvent the cap as Kessler's contract wouldn't have uh, counted against Vegas's cap. So the league, however, said later Monday it was investigating further due to an issue with Dadnov's no-trade list. Uh, TSN Hockey Insider Dan Dreger reported on Monday that neither team involved in the deal <laughs> was aware that Anaheim was on Dadnov's no-list. The 33-year-old 30 forward uh, who had uh, was traded to Vegas uh, from the Ottawa Senators last summer, holds a 10-team no-trade clause in his contract. Drager added that the no-trade list wasn't presented in the original trade sending uh, Dadnov to Vegas, even though the paperwork was filed on time. Um, Dadnov's uh, no-trade clause... Real, real quick, so uh, I just checked the NHL media site because uh, they have player uh, pronunciations. Yeah. The first time I clicked it, I think the system screwed up, and it goes, Ben Hutton. And I'm like... <laughs> That definitely is right. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> That's why I laughed. But it, it, he says, da, he says Dadanov. So Dadanov. Yeah. I I okay. go by the the media site, but unless Dreger has talked to Dadanov personally, I I he I said he was told by people. I don't know. He didn't. Yeah. I don't think he gave details. Well, this but, is gonna uh, be the thing he's most famous for. So <laughs> Dadanov holds a ten team no trade clause in his contract. Um, Drager added that the no trade wasn't. Uh, this was. Uh, I just said that. Um, so his uh, no trade clause was viewable, plain as day, on cap friendly, but the NHL didn't catch it. Uh, the Knights didn't catch it. Um, Drager came out uh, today and said that uh, insiders, our sources within the league, have uh, apparently placed the blame solely on Ottawa's shoulders. Right. All this. Because they didn't provide it to Vegas when the trade was made. Right. Even though the even though the paperwork was filed, it, I somehow wasn't presented to Vegas. And, yeah, and, and Vegas I, was given I, the impression that it wasn't filed in time and it was no longer I, valid. I get a, that to a certain extent that, you know, okay, so when you trade a player, what do you have on him? Send it our way. Fax it, email it, whatever. I get that. That that is just doing your due diligence as the Ottawa Senators, but as the Vegas Golden Knights. Speaking of due diligence, um, how about you check with the player 
you check with his agent and you they, say, hey, is there anything that Ottawa's not telling us? Yeah. Like, what can you well, tell us about your contract? They check with the Send league. Send us a copy of your contract. They check yeah. with the NHL, and the NHL said that it was correct. The NHL missed it, too. So the NHL and the uh, the the Golden Knights Golden Knights said that it was it was fine. I so, would love to see a statement back, and they they won't do it because they don't want to get in trouble with the NHL. I'd love to see a statement back from the Senators that just that just says nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, the, the NHL uh, announced uh, today that it, it has uh, voided. Monday's trade between the Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, so that, and, the, and I quote, the trade could not be concluded because Dadnov's contract includes a limited no trade clause, which has not been complied with. So there are some major cap issues now for Vegas. They've got to, they've got to clear some salary because they've got Stone and Martinez coming off LTIR pretty soon which is why they were trying to clear salary. Um, and if they can't, <clears throat> they're going to have to, they can trade, they can still make trades, but any players involved in the trades can't play the rest of the season or play in the playoffs. Um, they can waive players, uh, but that doesn't guarantee anyone's going to take them. Uh, they can buy out contracts if they want, uh, but that's expensive. Um, they can't do that right now though. Can they, they can buy out a cut. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was, I, was, I thought it was just during the buyout period. Mm, maybe you're right about the buyouts. Maybe you're yeah. right, but they can still make trades. Um, no, they can. Yeah. But they just, but I mean, players... how shitty is that? That like, let's just say, let's just say Arizona is on Dadnov's list. And so they traded him to Arizona. Well, guess what? You can't play this season. You can't play the the remainder of this season with your team. Like, we're still gonna pay you, but you're not gonna be able to play. Like that that fucking sucks. Yeah. I uh, they, they now they're gonna have other players. Now this is what I think they're gonna do. They have players like uh, Patchetti, Smith, and McNabb, and and Laner, who uh, they say are are probably candidates for LTIR. So that will free up some salary for them. I don't know if it'll be enough. I guess it will be. Um, cause they got to free like 13 million to bring stone, 14 million to free to bring stone and, uh, uh, Martinez, Martinez back. So it's going to be interesting. Um, and they're going to try and, I mean, this is all it, it's, it's on one hand, you feel bad for Vegas because they were told one thing and they thought they had to trade in place and what they were told was wrong. Um, and the league fucked up. The league fucked up. Teams fucked up. Uh, and Vegas is left holding the bag. Um, on the other hand, I don't feel bad for Vegas because this is total, a total effort to just big time circumvent the cap. <laughs> what they're trying to do. Oh yeah. Um, and to 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 tackle an extra salary and bring guys back for the playoffs that you know to go over the cap like like Tampa Bay did. Um, so on that in that respect, I don't feel sorry. I I laugh. I'm it's hilarious because this is blown so up in their face. Kurt, I'm I'm really disappointed. We haven't heard the great quote from you yet. Oh, like uh, oh, well, Vegas, but I don't think that applies to Vegas. Vegas didn't do anything wrong here. I mean, aside from, I, aside I don't think from, we're talking about the same thing. Oh, okay. You hate to see it. You hate. Oh, you hate to see it. All right, right. You I didn't hate to see it. You hate to see it. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> Vegas looks like a monkey fucking a football. <laughs> well, well, well. 
Kind of that too, yeah. actually. But <laughs> I was like, ah, I, I don't blame Vegas for this. I'm just laughing because it didn't work for them. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, they're they're doing it's... what what Tampa has done, what Chicago did. They tried to. We're seeing them trying to do the same thing, but they're just they're getting called on at this time. And they're they they treat players like shit. Yeah, they they do. just they do. I mean, they, I mean they I mean I know it's a business, but man, they they treat them like meat. Um, mm-hmm. It's right. The the turnover that that, that franchise yeah. has had, yeah. and for the pursuit of the cup, and they've gotten they've regressed further and further away, uh-huh. in danger of not even making the playoffs right it's, now. It's too it's, much tinkering. It's way too much. Yeah, yeah. Way. The, they're, way... They're, they're the the Maple Leafs of uh, America. Yeah, and it and it and I mean, and you wonder what's going through Petrangelo's mind too, because that's he's. He chose to go there with a fantastic contract, and um, Vegas is kind of. I mean, if if Petrangelo, if his career, you know, kind of the rest of his career mimics what he's done this season, um, that's a shitty contract for Vegas. So, I think uh, you know he could easily rebound. He's a he's a I think he's a better defenseman than he's played this year. But um, you know, he's, he's thirty, going to be thirty three, I think, or and so he how many. 33 year olds, you know, improve their play. We'll see. <clears throat> that's eight. That's a eight. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at their original roster right now. And if I'm doing this correctly, so let me, let me ask you guys from that first roster, 2017, 2018, how many players are left from that original roster? Four. Totally. Guess. Uh, what, what, what's your guess? The original roster, mm-hmm. which really was not that long ago, no, five years. Uh, one, yeah, five years. Uh, it's so. Kurt Price hate to say it. You are correct. Four. Can you name wow. them? Uh, that was a guess. <laughs> I'll see. Uh, w- um, William Carrier, uh, Jonathan Marchessault, show yeah, yeah. Um, uh, mm. William Carlson. Carlson, yeah, yeah, and uh, Zach Whitecloud is what I have. Okay, I wouldn't have got him. Okay, mm. yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he didn't. He didn't really play that first year, so. But yeah, I. Yeah, Marcheso was the only one that played, I could think of. Yeah, Whitecloud played one game, so yeah. Technicality. So it's uh, uh, it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> I I you know what's funny is, well, and, and like everybody's talking about like how fu- how funny it is to see Vegas doing this, and you know. And and I hate the people. And this is another take in sports that I hate: is well, you're making millions of dollars, so I don't feel sorry for you. Like, Dadanov did nothing wrong in this situation. He accepted a trade to Vegas. You know, it's, his Vegas was on his list. He goes to Vegas. They try trading him to a team he didn't want to go to, yeah. and and then. They're like, he, you know, he, he calls foul on it. Hey, what the hell? I didn't, I said I wasn't going to be traded to Anaheim. No, 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 no. We traded you in Anaheim. No, I've got a, a team, a, a list that I it says I can't be traded to certain teams. No, you don't. You don't like, <laughs> that is a yeah. really shitty situation for a guy to be put in. And, and basically for his options to be, well, uh, I don't even want to say options. You know what I mean? Uh, in terms of like what's going to happen, right. you're either going to go to a team that you literally said publicly you don't want to go to, or you're going to go back to a team 
who doesn't feel you're an asset, so you're just going to fucking go back there and, and expect to play and act like nothing happened. You know, I mean, that didn't, that sucks. And and didn't Vegas trade a second-round pick for him and were just trying to get a third-round pick? Like, they were, they were definitely selling the wrong side of the market for him. But Well, they were up against it. They had to, I mean. Right, right. It was a cap so, dump. Yeah, yeah. And, and acquiring Kessler's contract? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw absurd. that. And I'm like, like, oh, my God. He's still on contract? He, he's making, like, almost $7 million per, too. I mean, he's on the AR. He, he's he may be my my most hated player of the last fifteen years. Wow. Patty That's... says in the YouTube chat, "Glad Army didn't give in to Petro," and uh, I think we're all in agreement. He's having a rough year. Yeah, I, and I I wonder how Blues fans would vote right now. I wonder how many of them have actually paid attention to how he's played this year, and I wonder if they would say, "If you could go back and if you could sign Petro." Would you for the eight years uh, give him what he wanted and to have him stay where he couldn't, you know, buy out proof contract. No, um, I wonder, I wonder what, what the, what the vote would be. We should put that vote up on, on Twitter to yeah. see, yeah. To see tomorrow. If, uh, yeah, do it tomorrow. See if, uh, what, what blues fans are, what their take is on Petro. Cause I know, uh, I mean, you know, players can play different, you know, they're, they might play, he might play better in St. Louis, uh, different system, different teammates, different whatever. You know, Nick players, Letty. Nick Letty. Um, no, so that's, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying is, yeah, you know, the, the bad stats we see with Letty, you, you, you're hoping right. because yeah. he's with a different roster, things change. Yeah, and you wonder what moves we would have made at the deadline or what needs would have had if we'd still have Petro, where would that need be then? Mm. So... And if we could even make a move, you know, with his contract and everything, I don't know. It, it'd be, I'm, I'm curious. I, and I'd have to think about how I, 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 yeah. I, I probably, I probably say no, even though I wanted him oh, to I resign. No. I say right. no. I, I mean, I, I, I think it, it winds up meaning that Tarasenko is probably already gone. I think there there would have had to have been other moves made by now. Well, they wouldn't have signed um, Krug. To, right. We can just they wouldn't have signed Krug. They wouldn't have probably been able to get <laughs> Get who? Right. Bucinavich. Yeah. Steve. They would have Steve. Got Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Steve Bucinavich. <laughs> um, that's a good point. So, and he's been a big part of this team. Yeah. Uh, mm, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot. A lot can be said about, you know, a lot. We'll see how it plays out with Letty. Like I said before, um, it's a, it's how it goes the rest of the way. We'll, we'll have a big say in it too. Um, the Blues did play last night, uh, Tuesday night in, uh, in, in uh, Washington. Oh yeah. We actually are still playing <laughs> hockey games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Blues won this one five to two and a three game win the streak, uh, two of which were overtime. Huso got the start, has started five of the last six games. Um, only start for Bennington in that time was versus Winnipeg in the second game of back-to-back, which is an overtime loss. Uh, Your thoughts on this game, Huso oh. gets the start. Um, I was fine with it. I mean, I I, I think right now, um, and we'll talk about goaltending more after this game, after the, we talk about this game, but I, I, I mean, Huso, it's Huso's net mostly. 
I think so far. I mean, it, it's. I think there might be a quick leash with this, um, a short leash. I mean, but uh, you know, if he if he's has a bad game, I think nah. right back to Bennington. And if he plays well, mm. maybe stick with him a couple times. Um, I disagree with that because okay. I think the bad game was against Columbus. I thought I didn't think he had a great game against Columbus. I was expecting I him to go to Bennington. In oh, last okay. Last game. So, um, you know, I I I think I think it it tells a lot. Right, they're willing to give him a second chance mm-hmm. when they won't for for Bennington. So right, and that, right, that's, right that's, now they're that, it's Huso going into the playoffs. That's kind of what I was saying. It's Huso's there. net right now for the most part. I think, and that's right. that's kind of what what bothered me to a certain extent. Is is and again, I'm you know not anti Huso. Um, if if that's your guy, go with him. That's fine. But I've kind of read this as a split kind of thing lately. And, you know, you get a loss against Pittsburgh, which he played fine against Pittsburgh, uh, overtime loss. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like Bill said, I don't think he had a strong game against Columbus. I thought he could play it a little better. Uh, only 27 shots against and he gave up, uh, what, four goals? Uh, five goals, right? Um, yep. And so I thought that it's a no-brainer you go back to Bennington here. Um, when mm-hmm. they announced Huso was the starter, I was – I See, literally first time of the season, I was shocked I that didn't. they announced Huso as a starter. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I'm, I think it's Huso's net for the time being. I, so I understand sticking with him. And I think this next game is Bennington's. I think Bennington starts against Philly uh, on Thursday night. I think that's a, uh, that's one he can start because then you go back with Huso on Saturday against Carolina. I think you get Bennington a game because Huso started five of the last six. So I think if you want to get mm. Bennington in there, I think Philly is the perfect game to get him in there for because Philly is not a good team. Yeah. That and, and he's and got I think, great numbers against And Philly. he he beat him earlier this season. Uh stopped 25-26. Right. So Right. And and I think I think that goes back to um you know it, it, it's more telling that they've got it scripted out the the rest of the season who's getting what start and it's every game we play against the Flyers and Colorado is going to lose tonight, boys. Yeah. Um, yes. But the, <laughs> yeah, nice. to the Canucks, to the Canucks. So, but uh, I, I think they, they've already got it uh, scripted out. Who's going to start what games and, you know, it's going to be Bennington every time against Philly. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I think that that was the no brainer um, for that one. Um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if there, you know, I thought there may have been a little bit of fatigue kicking in for Huso during the Columbus game. That, that was that, that was the only thing that I could think why it was not as strong a start as we've seen. So um, I think that's one thing to keep an eye on, but I think uh, he's our guy for the playoffs this year. I think, I think there's a, there's what, almost 20 games left, right? So I think, I think a lot of things can happen yet, but I think if things, trend they where they're trending i think that's a, a good possibility um nathan walker was called up uh and and in the lineup uh, on the fourth line for this game and uh, and scored a goal again the guy just you know he's in the middle of stuff when he's here he produces um and i think i'd like to see him stay um and i mean oh i do too i, I, I fourth put him on yeah. the fourth line he's a, he's the an first thing guy. i saw when i saw sunquist moved and the like the first thought i thought okay where are you who are you putting there my first thought was nathan walker the well, dude has earned sure. a shot i think well i i like torpchenko i think he's gonna be well 
given Sunquist's his role. And damn, his game last night was fucking amazing. Like he yeah. was all over the place, throwing his body around and getting getting to the hard areas and making making strong plays. I, I absolutely so the three guys that I loved watching last night, Torbchenko, Nathan Walker, and Nick Letty. And yeah. let me say this. <laughs> let, let me say this about Nick Letty. You know, I, I was definitely you know, like, you know, a lot of times this year I have worked through the first couple of periods and then finally sat down and to watch the third period. I, I made a point to watch the first two and then did whatever work I needed to do in the third, whatever. Um, but I sat down because I wanted to see how Letty played on this team. And I just, after the first two, three shifts, and he kind of, you know, was in there. It's like, okay, this guy, every touch was a competent, like, puck play, right? He didn't throw it away, right? Like, we've seen Mikola do, like, we've seen Scandella do. He got the puck, he made a play, and he just built on that the rest of the night, and I loved it. I, I thought it was, like, if this is what this guy's going to bring in night in, night out, and I think... Um, uh, <clears throat> Ken pointed out that Pareko had a really strong game last night. It's because of the calming influence of having a good partner who's competent yeah. with the puck. You mentioned yeah. uh, Mikula. <clears throat> uh, he had a giveaway last night, a misplay along the uh, near boards in the offensive zone. And uh, mm -hmm. they, right. had, they darted then, up the ice two on one. Yeah. Right. And then Almost he took the wrong guy on the, on the back check. That was Bert. Uh, oh, well, he, Bert, well, yeah, no, he forced, he, I thought, I thought that he forced Bortuzzo by to trying take... to cut across and what he needed to do was just take that straight line and cut that angle. I don't think but... he was catching either one though. Cause he was, I mean, I mean to be honest, Mikola was closer to Wilson. I mean, even though he had to cut an angle, Wilson was trailing a little bit. I, I think, I, mean, I don't, I don't care what, Bortuzzo thought Mikola was doing. If Mikola was behind the play, trying to catch up, and we've we've talked about this before, and how the defenseman taking the pass, and letting the goalie of the shooter, is almost a thing of the past anymore. It doesn't happen as much. You know, defensemen go down to try and take both. You know, they take the they. Right. I, 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 I and, and Bortuzzo went right the to center his, lane. Bortuzzo went right, right to the puck carrier. I mean, attacked him mm -hmm. and leaving Wilson wide open. And Mikla couldn't. I mean, wasn't getting back for that. And, right. uh, and so, and, and I think, I think the route that Mikla took, and, and I, I thought that play showed that there's not a lot of good chemistry between those two right now. So hopefully that no. they'll get that worked out. Um, but not, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Nick Letty's our, uh, our, <laughs> you know, number two defenseman right now. Uh, with yeah. uh, with Krug out. You know, it's funny. Th stay, no, speak, that... Speaking of that, if Letty is okay, the number two defenseman. Uh, so, and it's funny because people were so, uh, are so upset. We traded a fourth liner who was hurt and a mm. defenseman who plays half the game, self. who plays half the games and a second round pick for a guy that's going to play in our top four defense. So it, it, it's, it's, it's such a St. Louis thing to do to be up in arms, uh, over trading, you know, a fourth line guy as much as I, I liked him too, but let's be realistic. He's a fourth line player and, right. and Walker and uh, 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 Wallman was a guy who was only playing half the time. 
So, I mean, as far as what we gave up off the roster, now they'll play. I mean, I'm sure Wallman will probably play more in Detroit, but it wasn't playing. Right. He's he's so. going to be a top four guy in Detroit with Letty out of there. Yeah. And, and so th- that's that's what I mean. It's, it's kind of funny when you sit back and you actually calm down and think about it. It's like, okay, what do we give up? We give up a fourth liner and a guy who plays half the time on defense for a guy we're going to plug in the top four and D. Uh, it's, you know, and, 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 it's and again. Pick. And again, that's why, and I think Bill will agree, that's why the second rounder was the thing that yeah. makes me say, Ugh. still, even like then. the rest of it, I was fine with. Even then, you see, but if you, if you, if you don't you, listen, you names, had to pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. And, price. and that's yeah. what I said. I mean, you, you have to, you had to pay to get somebody, but if you didn't list the names, you just said, we're going to give you a fourth liner and a defenseman who is a healthy scratch every other night for a top four defenseman. <clears throat> and, and, and the second round pick for a top four defenseman. You think, oh, that seems fair, you know, or maybe we got the better in the deal. But it's just, it, I think it's it's a very St. Louis thing to uh, to latch on to the to the muck to the fourth liners, not the muck. Uh, to Sunquist defend was... to defend some people, it is that Sunquist is more than just a your typical fourth line grinder. Right. I, thought was, I thought it was you good. Literally was a... play on your first line if you need mm, to. No, not first line. He, no, he did. During, and no, he, during, he was competent. During he was healthy. Mm. During the cup run, he scored some very key. No, goals. I'm not saying he wasn't yes, valuable. He's not, not that guy anymore. I'm not saying he wasn't no, valuable. He was a and when he's healthy, he's a very good fourth liner. Very good. But he's still a fourth line player. I, and and if you want to plug him in on nothing, different lines every now and then, I think. Maybe you can, but he's not that guy, though. You know, right? Like I said earlier, to me, he was a guy that needed to be off this roster. Whether you know, yeah. I, I think I said, I think I tweeted the the game before. You know, make a trade, bring in another fourth line guy, and bury him on LTIR because mm-hmm. I didn't think you were trading him. Yeah, but uh, well, he he got healthier yeah. when he sat for a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. They said the help the rest helped him get back in the lineup, and he was he was healthier than he had been in a while. But he still wasn't healthy, and he wasn't going to be healthy until the off season. Uh, health, you know, as as hundred percent. So, anyway, uh, back to this game. Uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure we're going to go into too much detail on this. We uh, Perron uh, blues one five to two. Perron got uh, empty net goal uh, for his uh, seventh. Uh, seven game goal streak extended. So he's uh, four, now has the fourth longest goal scoring streak in Blues history at seven games. Uh, he trails Wayne Babich, who had an eight game streak in 8081. And Brett Hall had two streaks longer than that. He had two 10 game streaks, one in 9091 and one in 9192. So uh, it's, I, and I, we talked about this a little bit before uh, about how earlier in the season when Perron was uh, not producing as much, he was hurt. Outline a little bit, um, and people were wondering if he was uh, done, and we're calling for him to be traded at the deadline. You know, get rid of him. He's a shell of him for his former self. And well, here's what a healthy Perron can do. He's he's scoring goals. So, yeah, he's, it, been, we, he's been great. It's the small sample size, you know, that we talked about. You know, look look big picture. Right, and and it's funny because I, you know, I put a tweet out there when the whole Bennington fiasco was going down, and people were like, "Get rid of this guy; he's terrible." I put out there, "Let's look at a small sample size of David Perron. The dude has been shit for what was it like fourteen games or something?" Mm-hmm. And instantly, people started attacking. Well, ugh, what the hell? He's come back from injury and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's my point. 
Like you take out a small sample size from a player. That's what you're going to get sometimes is, well, it's been 14 games and he scored two points. Then we should trade him too. Right. And, and now you're looking at it in the opposite end. David Perron is a gangbuster. This dude is fucking electric every night and he's putting up points. Again, it just goes to show don't get too excited or too low on small sample sizes. Tied, is he, I think he's tied for the team lead in uh, power play goals, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, with Sod. Yeah. And, and yeah. And how about Sod's goal last night, huh? Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Which, let's, let's, hey, let's find a sleeping defenseman. Carlson. Jeez. Oh my God. Carlson just watched it. He, he, yeah. If you watch the replay, he kind of reaches out for a poke check and then pulls it back and decides not to do yeah. anything at all. I'm like, what are you doing? He, he just like, I think his watched. controller went off. <laughs> yep. Yep. He glitched. He totally glitched. Oh, he glitched. yeah. He, there was some lag going on in his. Uh, that was oh, yeah. bad. I, I didn't. I mean, I think somebody, it was a spit and chicklets or uh, somebody said, uh, Carlson said, nah. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. It's like Jesus. I mean, he allowed that to happen. He could have disrupted that that break in a little bit, but that was weird. That was that was awful. But (laughs) thank God. Yeah, no kidding. That was a great goal. I mean, it it turns out to be a great goal for for Saad. I mean, he you know what? Such a hard worker. I love the way he plays the game. You know what though? Most great goals like that, where you're splitting D and breaking around guys, it's it's. Half the time, it's bad defense. It's just guys not oh, playing yeah. it properly. They look like fools. So, I mean, it is what yeah. it is. Um, Shen had three points on the night. Uh, Saad had a goal and an assist. Pran had a, a goal and assist. Huso saved 19 to 21 uh, for a 905 save percentage. Um, Blues outshot the Caps 38 to 21 and uh, were outshot him 23 to 8 after the first period. So, the Blues kind of dominated the second and the third. Uh, Blues are 1 for 4 in the power play. Caps were 1 for 2. Blues dominated the faceoff circle 63% to 37. Um, and Tor- the Tory Krug injury, got some comments about that uh, before the show and in the YouTube chat now. Uh, looked like a nothing play. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. It was just a guy has one hand on a stick, just trailing Krug and kind of just a little little uppity slash uh, up on the under the arm. It looked like uh, on the hand or glove. And uh, Krug one hands the puck to the defenseman and goes off and He's holding, yeah, shaking he, his hand. He knew it. Yeah, he yeah, would not away. grip. He would not grip the with the left with his left hand after so, that slash. Yep. So if we speculate, I, I know that feeling. Yeah, it's, we, it's happened to me before, where I literally was. Actually, it was that I jammed. I jammed myself. I was taking a slap shot. Guy came down to try and and stick lift me, and I said, "I'm just going to bring my stick down anyway." And I jammed my left hand and broke my left hand. And it was just right away. It was okay. I'm done. Time to go to the ER. And like, it's it's such a shitty feeling. But you just there's it comes to it. It sometimes is what happens. There's two things I think that I think it probably could be. Um, where he just he just hit him just right on like the wrist bone uh, where where the where the bone is exposed between the cuff and the elbow pad because cuffs are shorter nowadays. And is and it, it just got in there. And hit him just right on the on the bone, or um, maybe it got him like straight on on the tip of the finger. You know how there's yeah. like no padding on the on the on the the end of the of the uh, fingers. Maybe it, mm-hmm. maybe it broke a finger. Um, 
something like maybe well, that, and let's be possible. honest there's not a whole lot of padding in the entire palm right because you want yeah. to be able to feel the stick and feel the stick touching the puck so right. for those who don't know anything about hockey gloves this is pretty much the top side of your hand here is all exposed so you know you know he could have just been coming in he gets a little hook right in one spot where there's not any padding at all it's all just for feel for the stick and it just got him, and it just broke a bone right there, or or sprained something, whatever. I know uh, um, Barube said that um, he he hinted that I don't have his quote in front of me. Did you guys see it? He hinted that uh, it was probably a really good idea that we that we picked up uh, Buddy. Yeah, because it could be something. He might miss some time. So I'm like, well, son of a bitch. At this point, I'm just like, just be here for playoffs. You know, don't. Don't be a six yeah. to eight week thing. Yep. Uh, that would suck. Um, next up for the Blues uh, tomorrow night uh, versus Philadelphia. It's in St. Louis. It's on ESPN Plus. Um, and then a Saturday matchup versus Carolina. It's also in St. Louis. That is uh, so Thursday, tomorrow night, uh, as long as Shea's feeling better. That's his first regular season game ever. Mm. So nice. very cool. We'll going. Yeah. yeah you, you, you took him to a preseason game, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we went and saw uh, the Stars in preseason overtime win, and he had a great time. So cool. looking forward to a regular season matchup. Should be fun. Well, we talked about this uh, earlier. They play Philly. The Blues beat them 4-1 on February 22nd. Um, Bennington was in the net for that one, making 25-26 saves. Um, I He could very well start tomorrow. I think he does start tomorrow. I'd put money he's, on him. He's got he's to start tomorrow. And, you know, yeah, Philly, you know, Philly you know, obviously sold off Giroux. Um, yeah. at the deadline, um, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't really unload. No, no team really fire wagon this one. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's a game you have to win. Um, you know, you can't, you uh, can't yeah, have so. a game off against the non-playoff team at this point. Um, you gotta, you gotta win this. Uh, definitely think Bennington's gotta be the guy to go tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah. And you go back uh, with Huso on Saturday against Carolina. It's a much better team. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I watched the, uh, the game over the weekend that, uh, Carolina played, uh, man, it, they well, are, they are such a good team. Philly is uh, one of the worst teams in NHL, 20, 32, and 11, uh, and they're 7, 17, and 5 on the road, and they're 4, 5, and 1 in their last 10 games. But speaking of goaltending, uh, so we talked about who has the net now, it's who so, but recently, Bennington's been the better goalie. He's got better numbers. Whoso's um, last seven starts, uh, he's 3, 2, and 2, 8, 9, 9 save percentage, so under nine, under 90. Uh, goals against average of 3.14 uh, and uh, 27 games played for the season. Bennington's last five starts, he's 2-2-1 two, two, and one with a 9-2-9 save percentage and a 2-GAA, and he's at 29 games played for the season. So they're almost at the same amount of games played for the season, 50, almost a 50-50 split. Um, but lately, Bennington's played pretty well, um, numbers-wise anyway. Uh, you got to wonder because and, and- Huso's – not, I mean, he can't keep putting up sub. You know, he can't maintain this level of play, nine hundred mm-hmm. or 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 under. He can't do that. Um. So I guess he yeah, needs and, to. Yeah, and this play is a little bit. this is why I was shocked, honestly, by Bennington not getting the start last night because I thought 
yes, Huso's been your better goalie overall for the past little while, but one, Bennington's got the track record to prove that he can get the Blues there, uh, not just Stanley Cup, but I'm just saying down the stretch, he's been a good goalie when the Blues have needed him. So I thought, okay, that means, you know, we're going to have some healthy competition here. Huso's played great lately. Bennington's been the guy the last couple of years. We're going to see Bennington because we've seen a couple of losses under Huso lately, and he hasn't been a lights-out goaltender. So that's, again, that's why I thought, okay, Bennington gets to start in Washington. If he wins, he gets to start against Philadelphia. If he loses, it goes back to Huso. That was my thought. And now I think, like you said, Kurt, Huso's got the number one which is kind of shocking to me that it's happened so quickly because um, I'd like to see them continue to battle it out and see what happens. Um, Healthy competition. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. Um, I just, I, I thought Huso was, was good last. Well, he had the, I thought the, the first goal was not a good goal. I think the one that was, no. he tried to glove it and it kind of went off his glove shoulder and then popped up in the air, mm-hmm. went behind him and then, um, that was kind of a, he should make that save, um, wrist shot yep. from the, from the face off that, um, yep. but, uh, second one, two on one, I mean, he slides over, he's got his glove there. He just didn't get it. Um, tough save, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, that for, for Wilson, you know, the pucks come across, he's a right-handed shot, but it's almost the same thing as the game winning goal against the jets in overtime, right? Bidding pink his glove was there, but yeah. he didn't lead with it and didn't get the puck. Yeah. So, uh, so th- th- this will be interesting because if Bennington, uh, keeps trending, I mean, nine to nine save percentage is fantastic. Um, yep. if he's over nine two, um, like over the next few games, you've, I think you've got to go back with him for, for, uh, Until yeah, he it, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, you're, you you kind of got to play it by ear, I I think. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It's interesting. Right, right. I think I, I think what we're seeing is Huso's numbers regressing to the mean a little bit here, and Bennington, yeah. if yeah. he can, if he can, you know, continue to maintain a solid pace, that's what the Blues need here, and mm-hmm. this is why we need both these guys. Right. It's not a right. you know, and, and I know Patty in the YouTube chat asked us to to talk a little bit about the the Bennington trade rumors, and oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. For, for for what it's worth, you know, we, we you know we're getting close to needing to wrap this up. But for what it's worth, we we chat. You know, we have an ongoing Slack chat, and we we talked about that. And it's, you know, if if, if the right trade's there, do it. Right, it, you you've got, you know. It, you still do have some risk with this, right? The contract hasn't even kicked in yet. It's going to be six and a half over six years. And if you can unload that, the risk is that you don't re-sign Huso. But if you've got that cap space, you can re-sign Huso. And especially we see that there's another move to be made with Sunquist leaving that cap space getting freed up so you don't bring back Letty. You've got that. I don't expect you're going to pay Huso more than six and a half for a couple of no. years. I, oh, I, think, no. I think you're going to give him you're going to give him something more in the the four to five range. But I, um, if you go, I, I think years, I think I, I think we would have all been fine with it. I mean, I don't want to speak for you fellows, but well, I think we would have been fine had that trade happened. Uh, I, I I depending on the return. I think Huso signs for under three 
in the offseason. I'm actually with Kurt. Unless something crazy happens. Uh, I, I think you on get tear. one or two years, three or under. I think it's, I think it's, I th- yeah, I think it's like two years, um, 2.75, just based on his lack of experience in the NHL. Um, yeah, I That's agree. mainly it, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I, um, oh, as far as the Bennington rumors go that existed, that he was supposed to being shopped, if you believe Armstrong, those were not true. Um, I think, I think uh, probably what happened was, is that the, uh, you know, People are asking who's available, and people maybe have inquired about Bennington or arms. And someone said, "What do you want for him?" or whatever. And his name may have come up, but uh, he was not. Armstrong said he was not actively being shopped at all. So it's it's as simple as as a couple guys. You know, Armstrong travels with the team, going for a golf outing with another GM. You know, hey, what's the deal with your goaltending? What are you What are you looking to do here? You know, oh well, you know, we're happy with either guy. Blah blah blah. That's probably to me as far as it went. It was, you know, you know, hey, who are you, are you looking to unload one of them? I don't know. The price is right. Sure. You know, like I, I don't think it went further than that type of conversation. Hmm. For, for any GM, any player given the right return is in play. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and the last thing we'll talk about uh, is the uh, Toronto. Toronto's new, the Justin Bieber designed uh, jerseys. Um, Justin Bieber and his Drew clothing line uh, company designed the yellow side of these reversible jerseys, and they they were in action tonight versus New Jersey. Uh, they're targeted at uh, younger folks. Um, let me see if I can pull one of these up here. And uh, I, well, as as you do that, I will comment. Yeah. I love them. I love them. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. Again, it's not it. We're not the audience here. Uh, me, Bill, and Kurt. We are not the audience. And honestly, even a lot of people listen to this show. Um, the Austin Lynches, the guys that that you know that that join me on Discord when we go on Discord. That's the audience. The Matt Harris's. Uh, there you go. Very nice. Um, mm-hmm. They're the audience. But even for that, I love these. I think they're great. I love the idea of it being reversible. Um, I think that just adds an element that, that fans will love to buy it. Uh, I think it's a very classic look. It's clean. There's not too much going on. Uh, Kurt, I know you'll have plenty to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs logo they chose, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think it looks great with the color scheme, the all black. Uh, I, I, I love it. Uh, there's not too much going on and it's, it's, uh, again, I think it appeals to the younger crowd. Do you guys like the, the, the jagged leaf, the vintage leaf, uh-huh. or do you like? The, what, what's your thoughts on that uh, compared to the, the more the the simplified, uh, more logo like uh, leaf from the uh, 60s, I like 70s, the 80s. the mm. leaf that that you like, the older leaf. I do like that one better, but I don't mind this one. I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, no, for I I like when they have jerseys that use both of them, right? I I like I like variety. And, you know, and I guess, you know, my thought here is, is this maybe a, you know, a glimpse of what we might get with, um, you know, fashion forward celebrity uh, contributions to the reverse retro thing when it comes back? I wouldn't mind that. I think this is a salad. I, 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 I like, I like black. I, I don't, I think uh, uh, that's a, 
nice black clean jersey the blue they they wore the maple leafs wore their black and blue tonight in the game against new jersey and the mike the picture that they show and they advertise online as far as the the jersey goes uh the blue looks brighter in pictures but on tv on the ice um it gets washed out by the black and you can barely see the blue they almost look like solid black jerseys and pants and socks so I, I, with seeing them in action on TV, the blue's got to be brighter, a little bit, not a ton, but I'd like to be able to tell there's blue there. You know, it's crazy how, how they don't these don't transfer that well on the TV because if you're putting like a darker blue on top of a black, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna blend more and it blends on TV quite a bit. So, I think if the blue were a little brighter, uh, I think that would work better on TV. Um, Again, like you said, Jeff, I, I'm not. A, I don't like the vintage leaf near as much as their, the one they had in the '90s and uh, 2000s. Uh, I, the the it's a cleaner leaf. I like it a lot better. This one's busy, jagged. Um, vintage is not always better. Um, sometimes it is. Uh, not for me here, but I uh, I, I do. I, I will agree with you. It's funny because um, you know I saw these and I saw they were going to wear them tonight. And, you know, we were sitting upstairs earlier. Wife's really into um, the mass Singer. And so that ends. And the first thing I say is, you know, hey, I, real quick, I just want to turn on the Leafs-Devils game. I got it. Not only because I already know what the jerseys look like, but I have to see them on the ice, too. Mm-hmm. And so I will say, when I turned the game on, the first thought was, those look like lightning jerseys. So that is that is one knock I will say that I didn't realize I would have when I first just saw the images of them. But yeah, on the ice I thought, okay, look a little lightning-esque. But other than that, mm-hmm. um I'll add real quick Matt Harris uh, in the chat with Austin not being here, I'll assign myself the resident youth of the chat. <laughs> I love the blue side and I think the yellow is a neat fashion jersey. So yeah, I, I agree with them actually. Yeah, the 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 smiley face thing on the leaf is weird, um, but then again, it's not for me, right? So it's it's for a younger audience, and it's for uh, uh, I guess his well, it's his his line, right? This is logo, right? The smiley right. face thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's I don't think they're gonna wear that side during a game, but the blue side is right. during a game. So uh, yeah, I, I like the blue and yellow. I like the look. Um, I'm not sure if I dig on the big leaf outline, but I think the simpler, smaller leaf, uh, maybe a little bigger, would have been kind of. Uh, again, I'm thinking like traditional hockey jersey for on ice stuff, but the hats are weird to me. The, in this picture we got up here, um, the hats are like yeah. blue colors, <laughs> blue and yellow. Yeah, but yeah, that's, they are. Right, but that's, that's his that's line, not, right? That's that's right, his that's brand. His it's, yeah, it's, his line. It's not the it's it's not the leaf that. They're oh, that's showing. right. It says yeah. It's got, well, it's got the leaf there, but it says Drew over the top. Yeah. So that's yeah, his, that's more his okay. brand. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I I love the simplicity. I love that that effort to be simple. Um, they could have went a number of directions with this, and it would have they could have made it look terrible. But yeah. You know, all in all, it's it's pretty good. I think, like I said, the blue needs to be a little brighter just to, for TV purposes, but not too bad. Uh, uh, Ken Morris asks, when does John Hamm design a jersey for the note? <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be happening there, Ken. <laughs> they would, do have... It would involve a scarf. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah, wouldn't it? wearing scarves <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> um, 
we should I should design a John Hamm design, you know, probably blues jersey. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the also on the 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 blue jerseys, the blue and black, the Leafs uh, on the elbows, the stripe in, in between the stripes, they have the city skyline kind of subtly in the uh, the mm. the middle field there, which is hard to make out, but apparently it's there. So that's kind of a cool cool thing. On the socks too, I think it is. They have it. Same thing. Um, also, the the leaf is like textured, three D. It's a it's called Shibori inspired print. It's got like shadows on it. Not sure what that means. Mm. And on the inside of the collar, it says honor, pride, and courage. In next generation typeface and Drew House colors. What's next generation typeface? I, I don't know. What does that mean? Hmm. Marketing words is what that means. Yeah, I, I guess. it's. I mean, sometimes I think Jargon. when they... It's like New Jersey. You know, sometimes I think when they describe these jerseys, you know, these new designs, like... They're really reaching for like symbolism. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that does it for this week's show, boys. Yeah. Any closing, any closing words? We're gonna go. Um, God bless Yarrow Halak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good game. Yeah. Um, no, other than uh, I'm looking forward to the stretch run. We're in it now, folks. I know. Uh, there was a quote, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank on who it was from. I think it was, was it Justin Falk who said that, might have been Brandon Saad, that, um, you know, we're, we're in, we're in where we have to play our best now. And so this yeah. is, uh, this is the time of season where it becomes fun, really fun to just watch games every night, whether the Blues are playing or not. Yep. Yep. I have, uh, I've definitely increased my consumption of the game. Mm-hmm. very much I mean, it helped that i was sick and on the couch but the bugs the bugs biting hard and i'm gonna watch every night now there's a lot of people a lot of people that are uh down on this team big time they like like predicting a first round exit and everything it's kind of i guess we'll, well see closer I mean, to the playoffs uh what the right, team looks the, like the last right the last few games going you know before the the washington game they well, just they looked I, they looked tired i know they tired. but again they looked out of sorts i know but it's a three and, game stretch <laughs> small what, sample what, okay size. I, I have a question why do people do that why okay why do people take a team at its worst let's say they're on a, a three or four game stretch we're not playing very well happens to every team they don't you know they, they just don't play well for a short period of time even the, the best teams and but why do fans take that small sample size and then use that to define the team the rest of the way like like it's impossible for them to you know uh tilt the ice back the other way and play well for a half dozen games you know, it, it's, right. it's, it's so strange because you focus on that, neg- that that's that small sample size, three, four games, whatever it may happen to be, and then say, yep, that's who we are. That's when the playoffs uh, that we're going to lose the first round. I'm like, but what about we're second in the division? We have a, a record. We're 18 games over 500, whatever it is. And it's just like, why, why are you taking this small little 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 sample of the games and applying it to the team when that's not who this team really can, is? I mean, we've seen them play much better. You know what I mean? It's it's. Because it's not 2019 when we just couldn't do wrong, right? That team, that that that's part of the problem with that team, and you know the the legacy of that team is that they did so many things right over such a long period of time 
and it's it's kind of become the barometer, right? You you can't can't suck going into the playoffs, and I think that's what I think that's why a lot of fans get down quickly when there's a blip on the radar and yeah you play like shit three games in a row it's not like the playoffs it's not like the playoffs for next week you know what i mean it's 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 uh it's not like we're playing you know poorly going in it's yeah we got 20 games well and it's also that yeah it's also that at this time of year you're looking at the calendar and you're like oh there's only what eight games left you know because typically this is when you're like, okay, what kind of team are we going to get? <clears throat> Season's right. going a little longer this year. We, you know, it's extended a little bit. It's through April. I don't think uh, a lot of fans have really, it's not really setting in their head that that is what the case is. I don't know. I just think it's people being negative. And it's just, it's just sports fans. You know, it, people are, uh, are, are, are living week to week, living and dying week to week with the team. And, and their emotional swings are crazy. It's it's weird to me. I don't. Uh, I'm very. I maybe and maybe it's just uh, maybe younger people are doing it. I don't know. They're they're just you know. I've come to uh, learn that. Oh well, this is a long season. <laughs> I'm not going to get mm. too up or too down on a team based on a, a, a few games here or there. You know, it's big picture for me. All right. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Idealife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com. You get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out our Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 28 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've been bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. I love Nick Letty. Letty for Prez. Let's go blues. I was Let's told I was told I wore the exact same hat and shirt for last week's show. Is that true? I'll have to go back and look. I love to look. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had it on for weeks straight, I promise. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus Board at the War Memorial at eight. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend